Hello and welcome to this podcast series on excellence featuring the 2016 Missouri Honor Medalists. I'm Jim Flink, Assistant Professor of Strategic Communication at the Missouri School of Journalism. The Missouri School of Journalism has awarded the Missouri Honor Medal for Distinguished Service since 1930. Medalists are selected by the faculty of the school on the basis of lifetime or superior achievement for distinguished service performed in such lines of journalistic endeavor as shall be selected each year for consideration. Past recipients include Tom Brokaw, Christiane Amanpour, Sir Winston Churchill, Gloria Steinem, Deborah Howell, David Granger, and Gordon Parks, among others. This year, we focus on the common denominator each recipient holds, that of excellence. We're joined in this segment by the co-founder of Politico, John Harris. Mr. Harris began his career at the Washington Post the Monday after he graduated from Carleton College in 1985. While at the Washington Post, he covered the Clinton White House. After 21 years reporting for the Washington Post, Harris began his editing career. In 2007, he co-founded Politico. Politico is a publication and online source for news on politics and policies here in the U.S. and internationally. Politico has been awarded several honors, including the Society of Professional Journalists, the Society of News Design, and the Missouri Honor Medal. Mr. Harris, thank you for joining us. Well, I'm glad to be with you. So we're talking about excellence here, so maybe we talk very broadly first. How do you define excellence in journalism? To me, great journalism uh, has impact, and it has impact on serious subjects uh, and among serious people. Uh, that's pretty broad, but that's what I look for. Does it make a difference? Does it set the agenda? The term we use around here at Politico for setting the agenda is drive the conversation. What are people talking about? Did you see this piece in, in Politico? Are we both reflecting in an intimate way uh, the conversation of what our audience uh, cares about? And uh, as often as possible, are we setting the agenda for that conversation? Now, I, I, I do qualify that. It's not just to drive the conversation, but it's to drive the conversation in serious and relevant ways. Uh, we see lots of examples on sites all the time of uh, uh, driving the conversation in frivolous ways. That's not so difficult. Uh, but to identify in, in ways that show real editorial integrity, uh, important subjects that deserve public attention, and then through the power of reporting to go out and, and, and say something revelatory uh, about those subjects um, and have a real impact with that. That's what excellence is. You know, in the political realm, sometimes the discussion doesn't necessarily lend itself to excellence, either because of the, the nature of the rhetoric or some vitriol that's been exchanged. Is it harder at, at the level when you're, when you're really focusing on political discussions, or is it quite to the contrary, maybe easier? Well, I think it's always hard uh, in this generation, this era, or in anyone. I don't necessarily find it harder. The situation that you describe, where the, the quality of our public discourse is obviously on certain occasions and certain arenas quite weak, that's where our great virtue of detachment and independence comes into play. As maybe the quality of day-in, day-out debate becomes squalid, then it's even, it's even more important for us to focus the attention on things that we think matter. If we're doing our job as serious, tough-minded, public-spirited journalists, there's no way to put us in a pen. Uh, it's not what the candidates are saying or what they want us to cover about what they say. It's about what we as journalists make a judgment is important and worthy of journalistic exploration. Uh, that's our power. So let's talk a little bit about the, the political discourse, and um, maybe you can provide an example of where Politico showcased its excellence. 
Well, we've got a magazine, a political magazine, coming out just in next week on uh, for time to the Republican convention, looking at all aspects of Trump, his personal history, the nature of his political appeal, an exploration of his uh, full career, including chapters that he isn't going to certainly himself be putting on display at the Republican convention. Uh, I'd say all through this campaign year, Ken Vogel, uh, one of the Politico originals, he was here right at the creation 10 years ago, has, I think, done some of the most compelling work on the uh, finances of both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, and also the internal staff workings of these campaigns and what they tell us about the leadership personalities of both these people. Uh, Ken is not an access journalist. He has great sources, but he's a fearless reporter. And uh, from time to time, uh, people who have been sources or could be sources, they get mad. I hear about them. Ken is an easy reporter to defend because he's almost always right. My point is he has his impact and he, he, he derives his power from the sharpness of his own mind and through his indefatigable repertorial energy, which plunges into documents. That phone hangs up on him He'll call 10 other people and get to the, the story. I'm proud of the work that Ken Vogel did. Michael Cruz uh, is somebody uh, not a Politico original. Came to us from the St. Petersburg and now the Tampa Bay paper, The Times, and has done brilliant work illuminating Donald Trump. He's done it not by following the pack of what uh, Trump is saying on the campaign trail on any given day. All we need to do is turn on the tube to, uh, to follow that. There's no distinct advantage that Politico has doing that. Of course, we cover him like everybody else. But the really valuable work has been the original work, not what Trump is uh, saying today, but unexplored uh, passages of his career, in some cases going back 40 years. Uh, that's the work that I, I'm most proud of. So I, I guess the, the, the work that I think uh, really represents excellence is independent. That is, it doesn't follow the pack. Uh, and has historical context. N no controversy of the moment just uh, springs on us. It's got uh, historical roots, and uh, often those roots are undercovered. And so if you can dig deep and go back, you get great stories. You know, you talked about um, sort of the the landscape and and really things have changed so much, whether you talk about technology, whether you talk about platforms, whether you talk about resources uh, in the world of journalism. Do you find it harder to achieve excellence in your newsroom with all of the changes that are taking place, whether it be on the content creation side or whether it be on the distribution side? Is it harder to achieve excellence now when you don't necessarily have that sort of static subscriber base per se. And is it harder with, with all of the different kinds of uh, changes that are going on to achieve excellence now in your, in your newsroom or in the world of journalism in general? Harder in some ways. Uh, in other ways, there's opportunities that have opened up, in particular because of technology that didn't exist uh, when I first uh, got in the business. That's in 1985. I think the common uh, thread in, in both uh, the generation when I started my reporting career and the generation we're on now, the common thread is editors who have imagination and are uh, really insistent upon excellence. Uh, the head of our U.S. newsroom right now, Susan Glasser, she is one of those people, often discontent with the first draft of a story. No, let's push more. Let's go deeper. 
Uh, Matt Kaminsky, who heads up our, our Brussels newsroom, he came from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, he similarly grew up in that tradition of excellence. Uh, so it starts with editors insisting upon it. I think that's the same in any era. Some parts are harder in this era. You've heard me uh, say the, the word impact many times because that is how I judge Politico's success. Are we having impact? And yes, it gets harder to have impact uh, in a competitive arena where you have more and more voices. And I would say that it seems to me that claims on public attention are uh, are more and more intense in an age of of Twitter and Instagram, getting a reader to focus uh, on something important for a sustained amount of time is more challenging. What we found is if you deliver the goods and the piece is worth it, you can uh, earn that claim on their attention, but you never get it by default. So that part is harder. The part that's easier is you just have access to so much information now. Uh, The world is so connected. Things that you might have had to spend a week reporting in the past you can uh, pull up off the web in in a few minutes people who are really skilled i'm not one of them at using uh, the the power of computers to uh, to sift and synthesize information and and illuminate patterns that aren't obvious to the naked eye uh, have done brilliant work that simply wouldn't have been possible in an earlier era. So new opportunities and new challenges, both are true. You keep talking about people and you keep mentioning them by name. Are there certain traits, and and, and you've mentioned some, whether it be persistence or whether it be the, the, the willingness to dig beyond the headline, but uh, how do you find excellence in the professional and potential journalists that come to work for political Is there a not a litmus test, but is there a, a series of sort of qualities that you seek? They are diverse qualities and the really only common thread is a certain glint in the eye, a certain kind of fire to have impact. And I'd say it's very important at Politico to have fun. Journalism should be fun. Our readers can tell if we're having fun. You know, uh, sometimes I meet people and say, I'm editor of Politico and and help start Politico and say, "Ah, my gosh, you guys are having so much fun. And I love that because it means we're conveying a certain enthusiasm and love of game. And so at Politico, we do look for that. Beyond that, at Politico, at the Washington Post, uh, where I was uh, previously a reporter and editor, and I think in most newsrooms, uh, people are different and they bring different strengths. I think of a newsroom as like an orchestra. And uh, the key to editing a great publication is to make sure that you're hearing all the instruments and in the right balance uh, and with a certain uh, kind of shared mission that at least should look harmonious from the reader's vantage point, even if it's often not harmonious uh, from our newsroom vantage point. There's arguments and fits and starts about the best way to attack a story. It's an orchestra. In in particular, I I use that metaphor uh, in the case of what's Politico trying to do. We're occasionally kind of a raucous and irreverent publication. That's the brass section, uh, but we should be as as sophisticated and nuanced. Our readers uh, expect that. They're they're people who know a lot about their subjects. We, We have to be as sophisticated as anybody. That's the strings. Action. On a big story, uh, we want to be uh, driving and competitive. There's the there's the percussion, uh, and you should be hearing our drums uh, very loud on big days. But I, I do think of it as as like an orchestra. And if one side gets too loud at the expense of the others, then it's the conductor's job to to, to fix that. It's a good mental image and a good visualization. So you've kind of addressed the excellence uh, in the workplace by saying it should be fun and it should be full of uh, diversity and, and of really, really smart voices. The, the newsroom of the future, and, uh, and it's coming fast. If it isn't already here, um, we see manifestations of it certainly every single day uh, in, in the work that we do. 
and in the work that we want to do. Does your crystal ball show you what that might look like that might be different from what it looks like now? There, there's a change, I suppose, that when you look backward, it's it's very obvious how, how rapid the change has been. Uh, when we started Politico, not yet 10 years ago, although coming up on that, we were really making a mark in the in the journalistic marketplace through speed. Our bloggers, they weren't opinion bloggers, they were reporters, uh, but they were very aggressive and very fast. And that was a Politico signature. My gosh, you guys are all over everything and you're fast. Well, Twitter didn't exist uh, in any meaningful way at that time. Uh, we're not faster than Twitter and could never aspire to be. And although we're, we're still pretty fast and pretty aggressive, I wouldn't say we make that our signature. Um, what we make our signature is originality, uh, originality of reporting, originality of perspective, and that's our comparative advantage. So again, uh, even a publication uh, just turning a decade old uh, has gone through a big evolution in the content marketplace. I remember uh, when we were um, Starting, the people from MySpace came to visit us. And then it was, the, the big question then was, well, well who will have uh, dominance? Will it be Facebook or MySpace? And of course, that's been settled uh, long ago. So going forward, what does that mean? I'm not uh, oracular about these subjects. All I can know is the certainty of change. Uh, I can't predict with certainty what that change will be. I do see myself as an editor making sure that the publication is, uh, is flexible and limber and ready to adapt to that change. But I also see myself as editor as being somebody that's uh, defending certain values that are timeless and should be. You know, if you're like me, you grew up in the old newspaper business, and I, w I was enjoyed it and was proud of it uh, at the Washington Post for uh, 21 years in my case. There are certain values that I think are timeless. Fairness, impact, accuracy, uh, commitment to the public interest, those are values. There are certain other things that I learned uh, about the way to write a story, things that you should do, shouldn't do, that aren't really values. They're more conventions. Uh, that's the way we do it. Uh, I think the values are timeless. I think the conventions are not timeless, and you should be ready to discard them as soon as the readers are asking you to uh, discard them. You know, the lead-all was a, a classic kind of art form. Well, the big speech, and you write a lead-all that's got the main points from the news and uh, and the reaction and all that. It's meant to lead the uh, newspaper beyond the upper uh, right-hand corner. Well, that that's a convention, and it's a it's basically a dead art form. Uh, that's no big deal. It's the values that are important. And I think that is a challenge. People that come into our Politico newsroom, we give opportunities at age 23, 24, 25 to really bright, really ambitious, really conscientious people. But they're the kind of opportunities that would not have come to me until probably 33, 34, 35, a decade after. And uh, so are those people learning the right values? I think at Politico they are. And uh, are they being held accountable by editors? At Politico, they are. It seems to me that at, at some new media publications, they are not. I would say the, the importance of editors and the importance of accountability is, is one of those constants. That's a value that, that I think should endure. So finally, uh, receiving the Missouri Honor Medal, what does that mean? Well, I would say for me as a co-founder, it's just an enormous honor. I'm not receiving it. Politico is receiving it. That's very important to me. We started with a newsroom. Uh, in 2007, it was about 30 people. I guess it got up to 40 before too long. I now am a, 
uh, editor-in-chief, uh, not of uh, one newsroom, but of several. Our Washington, D.C. newsroom, we've got a large newsroom in Brussels. Uh, we've got several in state capitals around the country and hope we'll be having more soon. That's an awesome feeling to be presiding over a, a news organization that's been able to, to grow that way. And uh, no one's more aware of than I am of just how much journalism is a collaborative enterprise. It's the fun part of the job of being an editor. So to have that work recognized by the University of uh, Missouri, it's, it's just a terrific honor that uh, is going to uh, put a spring in the step of, uh, there's now 500 people that work for this company. And I think everybody is uh, feels similarly honored. Well, we're honored to be joined by you today, and we, we appreciate your time. John Harris is the co-founder of Politico. He joins us today talking about the subjects of the Missouri Honor Medal and also on the subject of excellence in journalism. We thank you for joining us for this segment of this podcast series. I'm Jim Flink, Assistant Professor of Strategic Communication at the Missouri School of Journalism.